0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, or whenever you find, you find your way to listening to this. Uh, the Northeast Bull Rush is back. I'm Omar, as always, joined by my partner in crime, John. Uh, John, how's everything going? Um, and what did you, you make of this weekend of college football? I guess full weeks since, since now we have the MAC.
1: Good man. I'm fully moved on from football season. I'm into basketball now. So uh, <laughs> football is a silly sport, anyway. You know who <laughs> who cares about football?
0: Yeah, you can ne- you can never tell the ball bounces. I mean, basketball more predictable. Um, the ball is not a spheroid, uh, nice and round. But uh, I understand your pain. I too was rooting for. Her. I'm I'm on the train for uh, the Big Ten uh, devouring itself completely for the sake of Cincinnati. So um, I, w- I was kind of angry about that result too. Nothing against Michigan, but I, I mean, just want Cincinnati in. Um, but yeah, I understand the pain. Um, I. I, I also felt some pain this weekend. Um, you know, Miami Black Knights scored too many points. Very, I was very frustrated about that. But, you know, you have good weekends, you have bad weekends. Sometimes uh, your team covers and sometimes they don't. Um, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. I, I guess this, this isn't a gambling podcast because I do have my qualms about, about Army covering and not covering at times. But it is what it is. Right on, right on. All right. So again, I like this I like this time of year because you can sort of see everything take shape um, in the ball picture, too. You have two weeks. You can sort of play the scenarios and everything, too. if, if uh, this team wins out or this team wins one and loses one, um, at least in terms of ball eligibility from there, kind of make your own ball projections. You don't really need the experts to make your ball projections or you don't even need us really to make your own projections. We're just here, I guess, for discussion. So I guess the first topic I want to talk about is, I guess, follow from a game this week, uh, Cuse versus Louisville. Uh, we've talked about Syracuse a lot, I guess, floating them around as a bowl team. I think um, your prediction is going to come true with Syracuse not making a bowl because they have a tough final two games. And um, they just looked flat against Louisville, a team uh, a really even stature, the best chance for a sixth win. So I guess what's your take on Syracuse in their, in their next two games going forward?
1: Yeah, man, they got destroyed. It wasn't even close. 41-3, to Garrett Schrader had 46 yards in the air you know, stick a fork in them, they're done, man. Their their next two games are uh, Pitt and NC State. They're not winning any of those. So, uh, yeah. They I don't think they're making a bowl.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I'm with you on that for the most part. I guess I'm 95% on the on them not making a bowl even though I do think that North Carolina State does play down to their opposition, but they might still have to play a perfect game to beat the the Wolfpack. So, yeah, it's really a shame what happened, but um, I guess uh, the spirit of Lamar Jackson was there. They retired his number and everything. You can't really go against the Cardinals there. So, um, and I and I guess from what most projections have is uh, Louisville going to either the Military Bowl or um, the the Fenway Bowl. So that's I guess a, another tie in there uh, to this podcast. But yeah. No, I guess not much analysis there. It's a shame that uh, Sean Tucker was Sean Tucker was only mildly pleased with his performance. Um, with, with the running joke with, with his tweets after the game. But uh, yeah, just a shame too. Um I guess with a follow-up question there before we move on. Do you think Dino Babers is on the hot seat? Uh,
1: I don't really have a great pulse on, on the Q's community. I haven't really seen much tweeting about about calling for uh, for Babers seat I think that they're they're still like reasonably okay with him. I, I, I saw like a huge uproar about um not giving um what's his face? Uh Tucker the um 44. I guess they have a they have a tradition up there to uh yeah, give like I don't know what a star running back forty four. Um so if they're if they weren't gonna give it to Tucker then Uh, I guess maybe they're waiting for next year. I don't know. Uh, But I saw like a huge uproar about that uh, a couple weeks back and I haven't seen really much about Babers. You got to think like losing 41 to three to a, to a not like amazing Louisville team is uh, it's not boating well, but you know, if he, if he can, uh, if he can at least put out good showings in, in the remainder of these games I think he holds on you know, they'll give him another year.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I think I'm kind of curious on that. I mean, I, I don't want to think he's on the hot seat, but for me, like, I mean, I feel like everything points to him being on the hot seat, only one bowl appearance since uh, I think it's 2016 uh, he, he took over. Right. So like only one bowl appearance since then uh, the 2018 team was great for sure. Eric Dungey and company, but I mean, it's kind of a far, kind of far away. I mean, it, it was three years ago. But um, I like Babers a lot, but I kind of, I feel like um, he's on the hot seat, at least heading into next year might be a midseason firing, but um, I guess if they don't pick it up, but yeah. So again, I too don't have much of a pulse of a Syracuse Twitter, but um, that's just my perspective too. I mean, just the, the track record isn't there and it's not like this is a job where, you know, progress is where it's just a long uphill climb. I mean, i mean sure syracuse has had some down years too they uh, they had some backwards years with greg robinson in like the mid-2000s and everything but i mean i don't think it's at that point now i mean doug marone had success there so that's just my take on that but we'll see next year uh i guess speaking of another former big east school Pitt. uh really big showdown this week with Pitt and uva everything at stake in the acc coastal uh the de facto title game um Looking at Pitt, if they lose, where do you think Pitt would end up in a, in the ACC ball picture?
1: So I'm I'm really excited about this game, and I don't I don't think Pitt's going to lose. I think they're going to win. It's in the Berg. You know, Kenny Pickett is slinging it. Jordan Addison, he's as uh, good of a receiver as Pitt's had since maybe Larry Fitz. Uh, so I think they're going to win. But if they don't, I don't know. Uh, I've seen some things. Maybe the Cheez It Bowl. You know, if if uh, if things don't go quite their way, uh, maybe, eh, I, I don't know. I mean, the the dream, if they can win, if they can win it all, well, not it all, but if they can win the ACC is uh, is the Peach Bowl. Um, but uh, eh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how they're going to do against uh, against Wake in the championship. That's that's going to be another fun matchup. But, yeah, maybe cheese it Bowl.
0: Yeah, so I, I'd agree. Well, I mean, I do have a question. I, I mean – uh, I'm not sure if, if you'd know, but would Brandon Armstrong be playing this weekend? Was that just a one week injury this week or um is he still out? I don't
1: know off the top of my head. I think either way, I like Pitt in that game. Sure. But uh yeah, I mean certainly if he's if he's playing, it's gonna be more difficult for them.
0: absolutely. I mean, I mean, I really wanted Brandon Armstrong versus Kenny Pickett quarterback duel. I think that's what America wants. But uh yeah, I guess in terms of ball destination, if Pitt doesn't win, um I'd be interested to see. I guess uh, the I almost called it the Belk Bowl, the Duke's Mail Bowl. How can I forget that sponsor? The Duke's Mail Bowl pick them up because if they end up losing to Virginia, they wouldn't have a trip to Charlotte. Um, I, I think I think Pittsburgh is a pretty drivable trip trip to Charlotte, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or, um, I mean, I wouldn't drive it, but <laughs> oh, okay,
1: you you could. I I mean, yeah. What is that? I would. I don't know. I'm guessing like nine
0: hours. There's worse bowl trips. Um, Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. There's worse bowl trips. Um, so yeah, look that up. Yeah, but uh, I, I'd see them there for sure. Um, I would say in terms of prestige, maybe like the Sun Bowl, but um, I feel like maybe you take a chance with Pitt as well. They get sent out west to the to the Holiday Bowl, but um, again, the Holiday Bowl and like all the Western bowls are pretty much toss ups, and I feel like um, I guess especially with the Sun Bowl, if you haven't appeared in it, you have a pretty good chance to, which, uh, excuse me, I, I guess if, uh, if Pitt ends up losing this one or not getting the New Year's six bid, um, I could definitely see them going, uh, or yeah, I guess seeing the Sun Bowl pick Virginia, who's never appeared and then sending Pitt, I guess, to the Cheez-It or, uh, of course the Duke's Mayo Bowl, but yeah, we'll see where the cards fall out. Um, I'm pretty excited. One of the frustrating things is, um, I like structure when it comes to, to bowl orders. Like the big 12 has a nice, uh, Nice, nice ranked structure, ranked hierarchy of bowl teams. Uh, the ACC, not so much. It's a pulled structure. So it's like literally anyone's guess where anyone goes, which I guess what makes this podcast fun. But, yeah, should be interesting. Um, I'm not sure what network that got off to, to look that up too. But uh, I guess I don't think it got the ABC treatment, which is just a huge shame.
1: Looked it up. Pittsburgh to Charlotte is right now seven hours and 14 minutes. So factor in, you know, a couple of pit stops, refuel, bathroom breaks, grab some food. Hey, yeah, you're looking at eight, eight and a half hours.
0: Not bad. And I think that's a prime time game. So, I mean, easy day trip, checking a hotel. Jeez. I mean, I guess this is being like a travel podcast. Like, <laughs> <I> like
1: very- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them some recommendations for things to do around Charlotte. And you know, go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's got a nice downtown, actually. Uh, I went there for the Duke's Mail Classic, so. I mean, before we get even more off track, yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see Pitt go to the Duke's mail ball. I think that'll be their first appearance since, um, I guess the Rod Rutherford days too. Which then when they played actually Virginia, I think in 03 in that game, 02 or 03. But um, yeah, should be interesting there. Um, moving on, well, I guess staying the ACC, but moving on. So in the scenario that BC wins out, um, first I want to know, I want to ask two questions. Like, what are the odds that BC wins out? Um, that would include uh, upsetting Wake Forest. Of course they don't, they have Florida State this week but upsetting Wake Forest and if BC wins out what do you think that does to the ACC bowl picture for them So yeah
1: I don't think they're going to win out odds are probably I don't know I give it maybe 20% I think I don't think they're going to be able to win that that Wake game um I think it'll be fun it's going to be in Chestnut Hill you know Drakovic is back. He's slinging it, 310 yards, two touchdowns, with another 71 on the ground, and three touchdowns um, against Georgia Tech. So, you know, uh, yeah, him, the the whole Dracovic versus uh, Sam Hartman duel is going to be fun. Uh, but I think think Wake is the team of destiny this year. So, yeah, I think BC gets past Florida State, and um, uh, yeah, maybe they got a uh, a little bit of a shot. So I'm putting it at about 20%, maybe um, to beat Wake. Not a not a complete pipe dream, but it could happen. Uh, so, yeah, if I think uh, some of the projections I'm seeing for them, I'm I'm assuming this is them not winning out. Um, would be the Sun Bowl, potentially maybe that uh, still that Fenway Bowl or Military. Uh, I think maybe even if they if they lose both games. They they might still be slotted in for the Fenway or military, uh, but either way, I uh, I don't think they're going to make it past week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but I guess something that's interesting too. You mentioned co uh, Vic with the K, uh, with a C and a K, like Mike Vic with his three rushing touchdowns. I think um, <laughs> Boston College is a, is a getting comfortable with that run game too, and I think um, I guess. Other than slugging it out on offense and scoring 55 points like a like UNC did, I think just playing keep away with that Wake Forest offense is the way to go. So I mean, I, I think I think it's an upset that can happen. Um, you know, uh, I guess I guess a sneak peek to Thanksgiving weekend that that's on my upset watch for sure. Just hand it hand it off to uh, to Pat Garwo, let your COVID run a bit, and then you know play off that play action with Zay with Zay Flowers um yeah should should be a nice upset too it, it's very realistic i think in my opinion um now in eight and four bc when i think about the teams that they would be competing with in terms of bowls like uh, i think about watchability at least in the at least in the atlantic yeah clemson's got uh got the brand name but that's just that hasn't been a team that's been fun to watch this year like in any week, honestly, even the UConn game. Like, I think DJ Uyangale completed less than 50% of his passes. Uh, might have gotten, like, a little bit over, but I think at halftime it was below 50. Uh, offense wasn't efficient. Like, that's just not a fun team to watch this year. And, like, you know, the colors on the helmet can only take you so far. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing BC out in San Diego as well. I mean, San Diego, I guess, Uh, pretty sure – Judging off uh, the University of San Diego, I would assume it's a nice uh, Catholic town, and you know, having a nice Catholic institution in San Diego, I guess, would help there for the Holiday Bowl. Uh, the Sun Bowl being a first-time appearance as well. Um, really, I, I just really feel like the past few years with the ACC, they're just been placing random teams in the Sun Bowl, and you know, just saying what the heck. But I mean, I like I'd like to see them there. I guess an eight-four team pair them with, I guess, uh, maybe Oregon State, who has a solid year, maybe upsets Oregon in the final week. Uh could could be a headlining game. But uh yeah, I think more realistically, uh, would be the Fenway um or the military. I guess do you uh do you see them going pinstripe at all? Um, or do you see uh that bowl picking someone else?
1: Yeah, I, I think the pinstripe like the pinstripe dream bowl scenario is is what we had in like what twenty fourteen? BC versus uh Penn State. You know, two fairly big brands. I mean, obviously Penn State being bit bigger and uh local teams you know i think that's kind of their their dream scenario so if the if the cards fall in in that direction and and there's a little bit of leeway yeah i think i think they would uh they would jump at the chance you know pack pack the uh the bronx and um you know you'd have a lot of eyeballs on on tv sets so uh that's that's really all what it's all about right how many people will (laughs) pay money or uh or devote time to to watching your bowl game
0: yeah no absolutely had a little trouble with the computer screen but absolutely um i mean especially in bowl season i guess especially the espn if you're espn owners of the fenway bowl and i mean i'm not going to name a whole bunch of the other bowls but that's what it is it's about tv value and uh, forget the fans sadly uh i guess moving on to our to our final topic um so i guess the, the big question is who goes to the pinstripe so a lot of these projections are pretty random. I mean, we have a we think we have a pretty good idea with like Penn State and Boston College, like you said, uh, the dream sort of scenario as well. Even Rutgers too. I mean, I wanted to say Rutgers talk for next week with the big uh the big five and six bowl bonanza matchup with the uh, Rutgers and Maryland. But uh, I mean, there's still a pretty good idea. Some projections are kind of random. Like CBS had Minnesota of all teams um, going to that bowl, and I I do believe that Minnesota travels well, and plus, um, I guess it's New York City. It's a rare trip. And this seems like the year to use that mulligan, the post-pandemic. Uh, it's not even post, but I guess post worst parts of the pandemic uh, mulligan, where it's like people just want to get out of, get out of their house, travel a bit, even if it's to New York City in late December with not pleasant wet weather. But uh, I don't know. I guess the big question: Who do you think goes to, to, to the pinstripe? Do you see like a Big Ten West team stealing a bid, um, or them going local?
1: Yeah. So that uh, let me let me touch on that Rutgers. Uh... Maryland matchup first it's all coming together exactly the way I, I have I have projected it so I'm, I'm excited I'm I'm hyped for that game uh but yeah getting back on topic yeah we we, I mean, we mentioned Penn State I think that that has real possibility especially if they are probably going to do what what we say they're going to do and win win against Rutgers and lose against uh, against uh, Michigan State to to finish out seven and five uh, I mean, there's a chance they upset they upset Michigan State, but you know, they're eh, they're not really trending in the right direction here. So, aside from that, yeah, we talked about Minnesota. The other team I've seen thrown up there is Purdue. Uh, I think would be a fun matchup against you know whoever from the ACC is is shown out because Purdue is the uh, spoiler maker role this year quite a bit. They've upset two top three teams already. You know never know who's going to show up from Purdue I mean, they lost to Ohio state recently, but uh, they were, they were too, uh, they were, they were too highly ranked. You know, they need to be, they need to be unranked to really get that Purdue spoiler maker magic going. So I, I think, I mean, really any of these teams from, you know, from the upper Midwest, I don't know if we count uh, Purdue exactly, but, um, you know, Minnesota will travel to New York, you know, a lot, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, like these cold weather teams, I don't think it's a thing to go to, to go sit outside in, uh, in January in New York, when it's probably going to be 40 degrees, you know, they're, they'll probably be in shorts, you know, most of their, most of their fans. So uh, I, I doubt, I doubt it, that matters. So um, yeah, I, I think between, between Penn state, Purdue, Minnesota, BC, maybe, maybe Louisville, I think that's that's probably, that's probably what we're looking at.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. And I guess just for reference, just to lay this out. So prior appearances in the Pinstripe Bowl, Iowa went in 2017 out of the Big Ten. Uh, I guess among bowl-eligible teams, I might note. So Iowa went in, 20, in 2017. Uh, Wisconsin went in 2018. Um, Mark Rick's last game, actually, to be exact. Um and then Penn State went in twenty fourteen so that they've had a drought. Rutgers last one in twenty thirteen. Uh, Maryland has never went, and I guess yeah, Purdue, Minnesota also have never went as well. So, I mean, out of all those teams, I could possibly go to that game. Um, yeah, I I can see either or with like these upper Midwest teams. Uh, I think it's interesting too. Like literally no bowl. Uh, I guess prognosticator. Has Maryland in this projection? They always have them in, I guess, the toilet bowls in the Big Ten selection process. Like the Action Network has them going to Detroit against Northern Illinois in the Quick Lane Bowl, sort of being, I guess, like the sacrificial lamb. Like if they happen to lose, be the be the Big Ten team to lose to a MAC team, it's Maryland. People forget that Maryland's even in the Big Ten, so it's oh well, or like sending them off to Arizona. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of a shame, I guess. To close it off, like. I mean, do you see Maryland even at all in like the Pinstripe Bowl? It's, I mean, the geography's there, and it, it, it'd be their first yeah. bowl since 2016.
1: Well, I mean, I think all the prognosticators know that Maryland's going to lose to Rutgers that last game of the season, so, <laughs> so that's why they have them out. No, um, yeah, I mean, I could see Maryland. I mean, yeah, the geography's there. There, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not like a great season for them. You know, not even like. I guess with uh, the groundswell around, around the team and such, like it's, it's not like particularly amazing, but this would be their first time bowl eligible. And since when, I don't don't even know. Um, So you would, you would think that, you know, you'd you'd get a lot more fans traveling for a team that's first time bowl eligible than, you know, than a team that's uh, disheartened by, you know, by going to a, a bowl like the pinstripe or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, if they're sitting there at six and six, it, it would be it would be a tempting look um, for the pinstripe, but but I I think they they'd probably be going with uh, Purdue or Minnesota more than likely would be what eight and four Minnesota I forget what the record is at the at the moment Um, six
0: and four right now uh they have indiana and wisconsin which indiana looks like a likely win wisconsin toss up
1: so they're probably seven and five Uh, i'm I'm guessing they're going to lose that wisconsin game purdue was was hyped earlier this season top 25 i think they probably bounced out now after losing to ohio state but uh, maybe there's a chance they get back in depending on how their final two games go so i think i think we're probably looking at at those teams that we've mentioned rather than Maryland in the pinstripe bowl, but eh, never say never.
0: I mean, very, very key words in the words of Justin Bieber, never say never. Uh, I will, I will say this, uh, you know, a little quirk here, Purdue, if they end up going to this game, if they end up winning against Northwestern at Wrigley this weekend, I feel like that game's just like not talked about a lot. It's like, usually, I mean, I mean, with this week, with the SEC playing their cupcakes um, and I guess like just not a lot of great games, like, I feel like this game will be talked about more. Purdue Northwestern at Wrigley, but it's almost like, I guess it just it's just not happening. It's almost like it's forgotten. It's really weird. It's a strange feeling. But Purdue could be be I guess the ballpark national champions if they end up going to the Pinstripe Ball, going two and all at Wrigley and Yankee Stadium. So maybe that's a quirk that the committee looks at. Most likely not, but uh, (laughs) we'll we'll have to see. Um, Yeah. And then we'll see Saturday. Uh, I guess uh, if a game happens at Wrigley and no one's there, did it actually happen? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that no one's there. I guess when no one watches on TV, did, does it actually happen? So, I, I guess we'll see. But um, I think that about wraps up everything. Uh, do you have anything final, John? No, man.
1: That that does it for me.
0: All right. So yeah, no, another great episode of uh, Northeast Ball Rush, and we're getting closer to Selection Sunday. I'm excited, Uh, even more, I'm even more excited for, uh, I guess, the the Maryland Rutgers bowl bash that uh, we're hinting at. We're probably going to talk about use the whole podcast space next week just to talk about. So um, we'll see. But until then, peace, love and soul.